0: Oh, you know what we need to do? Oh, yeah. we need to do we need to do commentary on the podcasts.
1: We need to do commentary. Oh, on Oh yeah! The audio oh, absolutely! Yes. Yeah, commentary. So yeah. How would that happen? Because you'd have to listen to the audio of the podcast. I know
0: it's great. It's very it's very postmodern, very meta. Although it's,
2: what we could do because we've got a, a tech professional here with us.
1: Oh, you brought somebody. It Was supposed to be Patrick's <laughs> line. I know. I appreciate
2: that. Rich, Rich knew to fill that gap. <laughs> Definitely meant to set up Patrick it might and a, Rich. But
1: I beat people to it. It hurts. works. We yeah, could do it. We, yeah, could, it yeah.
0: we could do it on film. There you go. Well, we could do it. It would be like no, it'd be um, on paper. It would be like R. Kelly's "Trapped in the Closet" DVD. Do you remember that "Trapped in the Closet" song that he had? Yeah. So there's a DVD commentary that's him watching the video.
1: Like the multiple music videos because it's like chapters, isn't
0: it? Yeah, well, he's, he's like watching the whole thing, but all he does is basically reiterate what he says. He's like, so when I say that there's a midget in the closet, <laughs> I meant there's a midget in the closet. Hey, welcome back to Even More Mashed Up. We are a podcast coming
2: to you straight from Misericordia University, uh, hosted by two professors who talk about all things pop culture. I'm Alan.
0: And I'm Patrick. And you seemed really unsure about what we do on this show.
2: <laughs> well, I wasn't really two prepared professors? to be doing the doing the uh, the the intro. I it just just kind of fell up. in your lap. Yeah, as I, as I'd been thinking more, I would have said Excelsior! Yes, and that welcome would have to even more mashed up a yes. podcast with two professors nope. yeah. talk about all things pop culture. There we go. That's we 11 had eleven
1: minutes back. to think of that, yeah.
2: <laughs> but I didn't know it was my responsibility, so it was eleven wasted minutes.
1: Okay.
0: Anywho, as if you haven't been able to figure out, today's episode, we're doing a little uh, celebration-slash-remembrance of Stan Lee. Oh, is it a celebration? Slash-remembrance. Oh, were you mean to Stan? I'm starting to rethink some of my notes. Oh,
2: dude! I'm not mean to Stan, no. Okay, that's good. Not at as, as I posted on my Instagram account, yes, my massively popular Instagram account
0: mm-hmm. um, on the gram.
2: In many ways, he was the architect <laughs> of my childhood. Yeah, like so much of my childhood and my extended childhood. <laughs> <Sad>. you,
0: know, <laughs> you know, my childhood, my teenage years, my college adult years, years the Pretty awkward much teens, through the 40s, yeah, yeah, yeah up yeah. till now.
2: <laughs> I mean, there were moments through my life where comics weren't as important, but yes, I ways, believe
0: that was birth for me.
2: But there wasn't one day when you, like, turned 28 and you were like, t- just for 20 minutes, you thought, maybe I'll try something different.
0: I have been collecting comics since 1987, so I was 14.
2: Right, but there wasn't a moment when you were 28 or 29 where you're like, I'm going to be an I'm- I'm gonna adult this year.
1: No. I want to be, like, an architect or, like, a banker or something. Right, yeah. No. Oh, by the way, Rich is here, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: No. Okay. No. Comics uninterrupted from 14 forward. Comics uninterrupted.
2: Patrick Hamilton story
0: yeah that's <laughs> or
2: yeah. oh, a yeah. podcast
0: yeah. I w- actually it would be a good name for a podcast comics yeah. uninterrupted we should do another podcast because we've we got time let's,
2: let's throw another one on
0: yeah let's just do something else
2: yeah I just read the new uncanny
0: oh issue one or issue yeah. two?
2: Oh,
0: oh I've only read issue, yeah I've only read issue yeah. one
2: yeah, it's okay it's okay it's, it's getting started Yeah, it, but that's what it feels like it yeah. feels like it's, it's gonna take started. a
0: while yeah. I'm, in, I'm intrigued by the, the direction
2: and it's it, it, well they gotta do something with, with the X-Men yeah because not unlike the X Men, back in the early seventies, they've kind of hit a place where they're not they're not doing much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which we may come back to that in our conversation today. Well,
2: I was thinking that Stanley was allegedly one of the co creators of the X Men.
0: I don't think it's alleged. He was a co creator of the X Men. It's a question of to what extent was it co yes. in certain in yeah. certain cases. Well, and
2: in that way, Stanleys a really kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. One of the things oh, I found really because yeah. you know I mean he he. He passed away at the age of ninety five. Ninety five years old. That's one of the things I found really interesting. Is think about you know he was born in nineteen twenty two. Okay,
2: let me write this down. Born nineteen twenty two.
0: Lived until twenty eighteen.
2: Lived until twenty eighteen.
0: And just to kind of think that makes about ninety five. Yeah, to think about how much the world has changed. Yes. In that time.
2: Okay, I'm interested because you tend to see the 20th century as one undifferentiated block of time. I don't.
0: I know people who do.
2: So what do you think has changed?
0: Well, I mean, think about it. He lived through the Great Depression. I'm
2: trying to think about it, but you're not giving me anything to think about.
0: Great Depression. Yeah. World War II.
2: You even got those in the right order. Vietnam. <laughs>
0: Civil rights movement. Oh, wow. Feminist movement. Cold War. Like, all of that he lived through. Yeah. And then the things that sort of came about over the course of his lifetime that we now take for granted. Toasters? Actually, toasters are in there. I didn't write that one down, but that was in the list. <laughs> so the, ele- the electric pop-up toaster did. Yeah. Television yeah. Right. in
1: 1925. Of course.
0: Movies with sound.
1: And
2: color. With sound. Scotch tape. And color, too. Rich knew something historical. Scotch tape. <laughs> what kind of world without Scotch tape? 1930. How do you, how do you seal your comic book bags?
0: That, exactly. Very Horse-clued. difficult. Horse-clued. Oh, I think hey, it's just we got to put old
2: best down. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> oh man, to seal up the bag. I just a whole, huge run of back issues. <laughs>
1: just dunk the whole bag into the.
0: Bag. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Fury. <laughs> uh, you
2: named your horse Fury.
0: No, was, I was trying to think of a horse name. I'm sorry, Secretariat. <laughs> you could have had a great. Uh, the ballpoint pen. Invented in 1938.
2: Are you, are you going somewhere with this? Because I don't understand the ballpoint
0: pen. It's a list of stuff Wait, that, that did not please, exist.
1: Do we, do we need to explain how ballpoint pen? Works? Or that was
0: invented over the course of Stanley's lifetime?
1: Okay. Like, Some of think, them seem
2: more significant than others. Well, yeah, well, the but ballpoint like, pen
1: would be significant to him because it'd be how he might write or yeah. draw. Okay, here's one. He wasn't a he wasn't a drawer.
0: Helicopters, sure. huh? 1939. Okay. Nuclear power, 1942. I was gonna say atomic bombs. Microwaves, 1946. Velcro, 1948.
2: For people who are coming to the show hoping to learn something about Stan Lee, mm-hmm. this list.
0: Credit cards, 1950. Not for mm. women, though. True. Yeah. Transistor radio.
1: I got that reference.
0: 1953. Thank you. <laughs> Did you get that reference? Was that a reference to something? Wonder
1: Woman.
2: Yeah, throwback to our show. Wait, yeah, what we did a show on um, way back when?
0: I know that we did. We do well, a no, lot of shows. No, um, where we
2: talked about um, it, was, was, it was Women's I'm, History Month, right? Yeah. I oh, specific,
0: things that women couldn't have. Yes. Right, and there
2: were people there's, were quizzing us, trying to to catch. That's us with right. Gotcha kinds of questions. That's right. Yeah, I there's an, an And I was issue pretty close to when the women could get credit cards. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: You know, it was invented in 1959. That did not exist prior to that.
2: Um, of tape, pong,
0: seat belts.
2: Oh, seat belts, w- windshield wipers.
0: I didn't have that one, so. But that just just kind of the the like the list of things that that a were a much invented changed on. world. Yes. Seatbelts.
1: Hey, you live longer, toasters.
0: Yeah. And ballpoint pens.
1: You should make
2: a list like that for your life.
0: The uh yeah no there's not as much, not really as interesting.
2: Yeah. All right. So we thought we'd start talking about Stanley by talking about his life. Yes. And I guess you've vaguely done that by yes. talking yeah. about series of. Invention. Just kind yeah. of the sense Objects. of like
0: over to to, to right. have lived ninety five years and sort of the, just thinking about like the world in nineteen twenty two versus the world in twenty eighteen and just how different that world is.
2: And and but the way in which the superheroes he created, starting in the early sixties, still remain relevant. Mm-hmm. I guess is kind of an interesting way to spin that. Yeah. That no matter how much the world has changed, the superhero still seems to matter and maybe mm-hmm. matter more today than it has it. Many times in American yeah. history, like yeah. when heroes mattered more,
0: you could maybe say they they were more significant. You know, around World War II when they were invented,
2: I suppose so. And that maybe, might be that might be maybe that really fertile period of Marvel creation in the early to mid '60s, where yeah. it was sort of partaking in a countercultural kind of yeah. movement in a very in a very kind of commodified way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we shouldn't probably overstate that.
0: But. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, we've got so, a book coming out that'll overstate that.
2: That's right. That's that's the job of <laughs> the book. Do, by the way, next November. That's right. University of Texas Press. That's all right. All new, all different.
0: Yes. History of race in the American superhero. It's going to be a barn burner. Reserve your copies now.
2: That's right. That's right.
0: In that, we'll probably have to burn barns to get paper to <laughs> print Wait. the thing because it's going to be so long. I'm not. That so makes sense in my head. Why would you burn a barn to make paper? Because <laughs> they're like, made of wood and then the wood becomes paper.
2: Not if you burn it. But not if you burn it. Do you think is that how you think they make Yeah, they it's burn? all it
0: involves a lot of fire.
2: They cut down trees, they burn they burn <laughs> logs. That's right. <laughs> paper. And then paper. The paper. Smoke.
0: they smoke. I like a, good <laughs> <smoked paper>. <laughs> <laughs> like a good smoked paper. Like
2: a good smoked paper. Yeah. <clears throat> See, I was thinking about Stanley in a different way, but kind of like you are, like thinking about sort of the big picture of Stanley's mm-hmm. life. Because I think like Stanley could teach us a lot about the the, the American immigrant success story. Mm. And sort of like the the truth of it, but also the way that it it sort of hides realities yeah. in American life. So I like so I immediately started thinking of Gerard Jones mm-hmm. and the book Men of, of Tomorrow, which is a really terrific book, mm-hmm. um, worth reading. Or even the amazing adventures of Cavalier and Clay.
0: Ah, it's a great book.
2: Which I, I I'm just rereading right now because I had nothing else sitting around the house. It, you could watch Game of Thrones. I could, um, but. Not not high on Vicky's list. So, um, but both are trying to kind of connect the immigrant story to the mm-hmm. the story of the creation of comic books, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like remembering Stan Lee gives us a chance to remember an entire generation of ethnic Americans. Oh yeah, who really made a tremendous impact on popular culture, mm-hmm. like working in literally the gutters of yeah. pop culture, working in what was the most demeaned, insulted, but mm-hmm. well, still to this
0: day is is denigrated
2: fair I think oh that that will change of course with the publication of all new all different though one would hope one assumes although well, people will
0: start denigrating us instead of comics
2: yeah but if if Bill Maher actually comes after us that would be good
0: yeah he's not going to read our book that maybe get, we should ask him for a blurb
2: oh we, it's not too late yeah I think he'd write a good blurb
0: yeah he wrote an intro to a graphic novel so he clearly loves them
2: I'm not sure that's true yeah not sure that's true but Stanley, like so on the one hand, Stanley, I think, is celebrated because he embodies what we like to think of as the American dream, oh yeah immigrant you know um, comes from a poor background, mm-hmm. pulls himself up by the bootstraps, works his own way up in the world, I mean, okay, so he got a job at Timely, which became Marvel because it was kind of a family mm-hmm. connection, but nonetheless, like once right. there he', well, he married into the family right he is es- he establishes him, him himself, and he he rises in, you know, the company, and it it makes himself – I mean, he's done well financially, although the last years were
0: well. I mean, were
2: apparently not so good. Yeah. Um, but he, he's also a cultural icon. Yeah, he like, is. Like, everybody knows Stan Lee, even yeah. if you don't read comic books. No, he's
0: probably – it's probably fair to say he's kind of – even though he's obviously worked for Marvel, he's kind of the face of comics in general.
2: Right. Yeah, in many ways. Right, when people think about superheroes, they think yeah. about
0: – yeah, superhero comics like that's you know. That, they think that's about kind Stanley, of Stanley and Martha, really, not no. so much Martha. Yeah, no, well, really only Zack Snyder thinks of of Martha. <laughs> yeah,
2: much too much. I yeah. should have looked up what Zack Snyder had to say, but I, I did not.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think I did see something. I think it was. I think it was. It was, you know, fairly complimentary. Yeah. So Stanley, and other uh, to get back to my idea, was that
2: like, he embodies all the positives of the of the, the American dream. Mm-hmm. But we could also think about Stanley as a way to talk about the costs that come with that success too, right and so I think we're going to later talk about like the issue of credit yeah. to creators um, that there are consequences along the way for mm-hmm. Stanley and for anybody who kind of makes it that way yeah in the world that we don't talk about when we talk about the American dream, yeah, like people who feel mistreated, mm-hmm. stepped upon, taken advantage of
0: yeah. Yeah. Well I think that's something that, that Lee over the course of his life sort of became more aware of yeah. than um he may have been initially. Right. Right.
2: And it it's it's incredibly complicated, but yeah. we'll come back to that issue. Well, and
0: that also can, you know, the idea of of you know, we sort of think of Stan Lee in those very sort of iconic terms, you yeah. know, the face of Marvel and things like that. But yeah. he's ultimately a human being that's complicated and and messy and and, and- Made, you know, did things that were good, did things that were not so good.
2: And it doesn't diminish Stanley's legacy to, like, think of him as a human being. Yeah,
0: I think I had – one of the quotes I had was – oh, yeah, Mark uh, Evanier, who was Kirby's uh, art assistant. Okay. Um, He wrote about that, you know, Stan was a very complicated man. On many levels, there were things to admire about him. There were things you had to overlook to respect him sometimes. Yeah. Um, I grew up on his work. I got to know him very well. I liked many, many things about him. He participated in a le- legendary body of work for which I now see obits that vastly overcredit his participation. But I think that's to be expected at a time when someone like that passes.
2: Yeah. But in the general imagination, there is kind of an association with Stan Lee mm-hmm. as sort of the dominant creator. Yeah. Or, or even the creator of. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the guy that did all the cameos. Yep. In, in part because he outlived, yeah. I mean, that's like part, that yeah, entire right, generation right. of yeah. of creators. But to me, it, like one thing that's really interesting is the way that he is this icon. Like in some ways, he is a corporation mm-hmm. taken human form. Yeah, right. the 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 Marvel and and wait, Disney kind of corporations kind of mm-hmm. use him. And I wonder if that's kind of a dangerous thing too. Well,
0: we don't really know him as a person, right? Uh, but, but we only know him as kind of that front man for. Marvel and Disney,
2: right? But the the kinds of the kinds of cameos he's done have made him seem like very human mm-hmm. and you know self-effacing and and it just so it, it's just interesting to me that we're like thinking about the danger of turning like thinking of the corporation as just the person mm-hmm. because then you can kind of overlook yeah. the ugly stuff. And since we're kind of talking about the ugly stuff. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the creator issue next? I suppose we can, and then we can come back and talk about his greatest creations. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. All right. So, what do you, where do you want to start on the creator credit? Issue
0: um. Thing? Well, I mean, I think what I you know I, that's kind of the big question that's been sort of surrounding Stan Lee and yeah. and and Kirby and Ditko in particular at Marvel is sort of, you know, how much credit do each of them get? How much credit do each of them take for kind of creating what we think of? Right as the Marvel universe. And like the the like the classic example that's always trotted out is the creation of the Silver Surfer cuz Lee and Kirby sort of of worked out sort of the very general idea of the Fantastic Four, you know, basically fight god. Yeah. In the the Galactus trilogy and Kirby went and drew the series and Lee, I think he was at a convention or something talking about it where he got the pages back and like the Silver Surfer's just there. Yeah. And they, you know, Lee said he had no clue where he had come from, and and Kirby explained that, um, you know, he felt like a, a being like Galactus should have like the herald, a herald announcer. Sure. So that's kind of the example that's always kind of taken out to kind of say, well, all you know, Stan did was say, "ff ff fight God," right? And then Kirby draws the entire story. And if you look at Kirby's art, he very often would have kind of marginal notes explaining to Stan what was going on so that he could script things.
2: Right, right, absolutely. And it, Stan always called it the Marvel method. Yes.
0: Right, was that
2: he would come up with an idea, mm-hmm. like a, the general idea of the plot, hand it off to the artist, right. who would then do the entire issue. It would come back and he would script it. Yeah. But um, certainly, I don't know if, if you've listened recently to the radio show that, that Kirby was on in 1987. No. It was his 70th birthday, and they interviewed him on the radio show. Um and Kirby is um, kind of talking and, and trying to claim credit for what he says mm-hmm. or his. And Stan Lee actually calls in oh. a, a, to the show and, and they discuss. Um, you know, most people say it was a fairly positive tone, mm-hmm. like with an acknowledgement of it being difficult to know for sure who did what. Yeah. But Stan Lee later says, Every word of dialogue is mine, every story. Hmm. Jack then says, I wrote a few lines myself. And it was the action I was interested in
0: yeah that that's what most people kind of talk about, like one of the, like some of the stuff I looked I kind of talked about that you know Kirby was much more interested in sort of the action and kind of the grand sort of scope of the plot right, and Lee was much more again as the scriptor he uh, and I think one, I think right. one, if we're going to give Lee credit for something yeah um. I think you have to give him credit for the voice of the characters at Marvel. It's, it, I think it's, it's hard to
2: argue reading the Fantastic Four dialogue mm-hmm. that it doesn't have yeah. Stanley in it. Yeah, I right. Think, Given I what he's written before and after, like there's Stanley always had a certain
0: kind of tone mm-hmm. to his prose. Yeah,
2: that I think it. it, it seems clearly his.
0: Well, and something else I read, I can't remember, it was another person that was in the Marvel bullpen at the time, was talking about how a lot of times Stan and Kirby or Stan and Ditko would just work these things out over the phone. Yeah. Um,
2: Right, because Kirby was working at home, he says. Yeah, and,
0: and, and he was listening to them, and like Kirby, like Stan would pitch an idea, and then Kirby would say, oh, that's good, but I want to do it that way. And Stan would say, okay, but what if we do it this way? Yeah. He said it became very clear that neither of them was actually listening to each other. Um, and that, that they would funny. both just kind of do their own thing. But I think the the flip side to um, the Silver Surfer example is – and I can't remember where I read this. I thought it was on Peter David's blog, but it wasn't. Yeah. It might have been on Kurt Busiek's page, but um, – the Fantastic Four annual, which, is, which was the birth of Franklin Richards. Yeah. Kirby drew it, and there's a panel at the end where you see Ben Grimm wow. is crying. And Kirby, I guess, wrote in the margin that Ben Grimm is crying because he realizes he's never going to be able to have a kid. Okay. And so it kind of brings yeah. the tragedy of his situation back to him. Yeah. Lee scripted it as he's got tear of joy because they've given uh, Franklin's middle name as Benjamin. Yeah. And so that's a moment where you kind of see the flip side of where, sort of Lee took something that Kirby created and, and made yeah. it into something else.
2: Yeah, and you can understand then why animosity could grow. Yeah. out of that kind of thing because there's a uh, an interview in the Comics Journal in 1990 mm-hmm. where Kirby is kind of I think at his angriest. Yeah, and he says, "quote I've never seen Stan Lee write anything. Mm-hmm. I used to write the stories just like I, I, I used to write the stories just like I always did." Yeah. He later goes on to say, you know, I had to come up with new stuff. I came up with the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. I came up with Thor. I knew the Thor legend very well and the Hulk and the X-Men and the Avengers. So it became yeah. somewhat acrimonious. Yeah.
0: The Hulk one's interesting because that's something that Peter David on his blog actually talked about yeah. after Stan's death is that Kirby I, – I don't know, in an interview or somewhere talked about how he was inspired by – Um, watching a news story of a woman who was able to lift a car off of her pinned child underneath it. Yes. And sort of was inspired by that that idea to to, to create the Hulk. Yeah. Except that David pointed out that the Hulk didn't originally work that way. He changed because of the moon. He was basically like a werewolf. Yeah. It was years later that the anger thing came up. So I don't think either of them really remember things – well, the, the truth of Accurately. the matter is, they were both working so frenetically. Yeah, when you think about Just how much like, they write yeah. and drew
2: so compared to what people do nowadays. Do, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah
0: like, it's, like Kirby drew how many titles at once? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and so I think it's. And Stan wrote how many titles at once? And it seems like they both, they both mellowed a bit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On, on the issue eventually. But in, in many ways, like the legacy of that would mm-hmm. be the creation of something like Image. Mm-hmm. Comics. Many years later, right? Artists feeling like they're not getting oh, yeah. ownership and credit enough yeah. for the work they do, yeah. and so you know, striking off and trying to create a company that that is better mm-hmm. in that respect.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing that's interesting, and and I think this is true, is is that we often talk about you know Lee and Kirby, Lee and Ditko, and right. and in some ways that's really what should be given credit. And I think a lot of this comes right. out of the, the synergy between them. I agree. Um, yeah. That, I mean, if you look at Lee without Kirby, you yeah. look at Kirby without Lee or Ditko without Lee, yeah. like nothing they do ever matches what they did together. together. And I think with yeah. a lot of comics, I mean, even, even like the Byrne Claremont era, right. There's so much in those comics that Byrne and Claremont disagreed on. Right. Um, you know, that, that that the the famous one being Days of Future Past that burn Thought was just going to be a one off, and then in the scripting, Claremont sort of made it so that the world still existed, which which angered Byrne. Yeah. Um, and any number of things where, where the art and the writing sort of jar with but each other. Like
2: that that creative tension is, is a good thing, I mm-hmm. think, is what you're saying. Is yeah, it, like, but that, like, I think like that's where really a lot of this comes out of.
0: It didn't allow any of them to become complacent yeah. in what they were doing. Well, but, and, and but something that it, it's not as easy to break down as just, you know, this was Lee, this was Kirby, is right. that in some ways what they created can't really be broken down into the sum of its parts. Right,
2: right. And, you know, maybe, I don't know, because I don't know enough of the story, maybe Stan Lee could have done more as he was being elevated to this icon status. Yeah, I think that's To make sure that that Kirby and Ditko came along with
0: him. And I think when that was pointed out to Stan, he eventually did move more in that direction. But there was a time where I think he was a bit blind.
2: Right. Yeah, I I think that's probably fair. And, you know, Steve Ditko was a hard guy to... uh, to pull along with you in public, yeah, he was not really a guy that
0: wanted. Well, I think that, and, and even that. Kirby, to a certain extent, is they yeah. didn't they you know they didn't have the public persona, right that Lee had and enjoyed, right. And there's
2: there's just something in Stan Lee, yeah. Like there is this this self promoter mm-hmm. in Stan Lee that I don't think Kirby or Ditko, yeah, had in the same
0: way or were interested in doing. Right there yeah, was. But there you was,
1: said Jack Kirby walks from home, so like clearly he didn't even want to come into an office. You know, yeah but, well, but a lot
0: of them like uh Buscema that worked on yeah. on Avengers with Roy Thomas lived like two hours away and yeah. and so a lot of this was done over yeah um, well Kirby said like he fun. loved
2: working at home, he got to hang out with his kids and help raise them during but, the yeah. day he would work I love night. working at home, yeah, I get way more done at home yeah home is is, is but I hear what you're saying
1: like you know he yeah. you, know, so, you know it's one of those things where like I can see somebody not wanting to be out in the public, you know, yeah. on a right. constant basis. There
2: there are people who are <clears throat> wired in life to want the spotlight mm-hmm. and to really like it shining on them and just mm-hmm. them. And there are people who, who don't really, yeah. like, have that, that drive. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's unfair to blame Stan Lee if he went for it in ways that Kirby yeah. and or Ditko didn't want to yeah. go for it. But it is, I think, you can't talk about Stan Lee without talking about sort of the issue of Creator credit. One of the things yeah. I was really pleased with in, in a lot of the stuff written about Stanley afterwards is there was an acknowledgement of mm-hmm. um,
0: sort of the collaborative nature yeah. of his work. Yeah. And I, and I think that's really what, you know, I, I, I think the Marvel universe would be completely different and poorer. If it was just Stan Lee and not Lee and Kirby or Lee and Ditko, oh, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any doubt that about that. Yeah, like I, I think that that there was just something again about that, and I think that's really true of the great creative teams, is that there is like Austin and Hamilton. Yes, all new, all different, great creative team. <laughs> yes. So here's a question. Yes. So then... which of us is the Stan Lee, and which of us is the Kirby? Well, I was oh, going to
1: say, I feel like I'm the Kirby since no one's mentioned me. yet. <laughs> no, you're, you're you're you are. Um.
0: um <laughs> God, it's probably who? not the inker because that's that's <laughs> no
2: inker no. important. Yeah, it can't be the color guy either or the letterer. No. No. no,
1: I'd be like the publisher, like the actual. printer. No, you're not the publisher. No, no, no way. No, 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 no. the no. actual like, printing company could, who puts the comics together.
2: Could Rich be the? Uh, <clears throat> like the the messenger boy. There's a good one. Yes, who, like, that works. Takes well. Yeah, the, takes our work and puts it in a tube and bikes it over to the.
1: And the volume of going yes. down. <laughs> yes, that works.
0: Yeah, yes, because that's the worst insult we've ever given to you. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, that's actually the we, most. Uh, of, it's the most importance we've ever. Yeah, allowed that's where him. that's where we cross Maybe
2: the that's line. that's why hurts and the most. Rich, <laughs> and Rich
0: will take no more. <laughs>
1: that's the line. How dare they call me a messenger?
2: All right, Rich. Which one of us is Stanley and which one of us is Kirby? Because there's a oh. clear answer to that. I, I yeah and I. Know what your answer is? Oh, I know what your answer is. Are you being honest?
1: Oh, better. Uh, I won't answer. I'll let the Magic Eight Ball answer.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. So, is Magic Eight Ball gonna answer. So we'll say. Is we're gonna ask Patrick, it two questions, mm-hmm. not just
1: one.
0: Is Patrick Stanley?
2: Hundred
0: percent, you're Stanley. Yeah. Oh, and hundred percent, you want to think of yourself as Kirby. <laughs> See,
1: I actually thought you were yeah. gonna go for the. You know, what? we don't
0: even need the freaking Magic Eight Ball. We already. What did it say?
1: Hang on, good a second. Oh,
0: for God's sake! You had yeah. one job, messenger boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it has ads. Okay, didn't pay for the version. Yeah, uh, we, can't, we can't. We can't pay for that in the budget. So. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, budget. All right. Well, we're waiting. Do yeah, you well, want to move on to
0: like you wanted to talk <laughs> about his greatest Outlook's creation? Not yeah. Good. No. So I guess I'm not Stanley. No. Well, okay. I guess well, not a so question. not for sure. Not yeah. for so sure. Then follow question. Yeah. Then which is Alan Stanley?
2: Yeah. Right. That would be fair. That would be fair.
1: Undoubtedly. Oh damn man. it! I hate
2: the eight ball. Uh, I know someone. Want, <laughs> I yeah, love someone really ball.
0: wanted to be the artist.
2: No, I'm not the artist. Yeah, I, just, the I just don't need the attention like a core director needs. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, well, I like okay. to. I like to work in. in and he in begins quiet. to
1: spin. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yes, I, I see how that is. Yes, because I'm the core director. wee Yeah, core director is a lot like being the face of Marvel Comics.
2: The face of the core.
0: Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Right. Anywho, Any um, greatest creations. Yeah, so, so Comic Book Resources has a top 15 list. Oh, wait, did I, did I, did I look up CBR? Of iconic Stanley superheroes. Okay. And I thought I'd ask you basically asking if you agreed in terms of their ranking if that's too low or too high.
2: Okay, I have several rankings here. It was hard to find Hawkeye, but he did show up in some of them. He,
0: shockingly, he, he, Oh, mind. this is the one you picked. <laughs> yes. So, all right, so at oh, number 15. Number 15. Fantastic Four. That's too low. That's way too low. Like, Fantastic Four might be number
2: one given yeah. the way in see, which it was pioneering. See if you can figure out
0: from the list CBR puts together. It's all about movies today, is Yeah, it? it is. It's all about I was the movies. That's what it's saying. Yeah. Yeah. If people. There's movies there's, now. I think then there's, it's there's, there's. Is that the, the list that
2: had all the pictures
0: of the
2: heroes from the movies? No. Because there was one I looked at, it was like all. No, of this was not. I'm like, oh, um,
0: yeah. but I think you're. I, I think you're going to be able. To, there's one in particular that when you see where they are, I think that it drives Fantastic personal. Four
2: is way too low, way it's too probably
0: yeah. number one. They should be definitely up in the top five. The, for yeah, at sure, least the top. Right? Fifteen is but, ridiculous. Yeah, uh, fourteen. Daredevil.
2: <sighs> that doesn't sound terrible. To no, make. I mean because Daredevil like, as he
0: began was somewhat yeah generic. Well,
2: there, I, I saw several lists where I had this thought like Daredevil. And Jean Gray made a list I was looking at, and I thought to myself, mm. Jean Gray becomes an iconic character, yes, but only afterwards. We'll get to that, right? Like yeah. it's the Dark Phoenix saga, right, that makes her, and that's not Stan Lee.
0: No, it's it's Bernie and so, Claremont and Stockham.
2: So, so how do you like? How do you weigh that out? Like he did yeah. create or co-create Jean Gray, but not in that way. Yeah. So I think Daredevil. I wouldn't put him any higher. Yeah, I don't know how low I'd put him. Yeah, if, it but he feels, like
0: he feels about right in kind of that general yeah worth area. like
2: worth mentioning. And then like, again, probably yeah, not. I mean, like at the top. Of well, the again,
0: list. as a concept, you know, Lee obviously Lee Lee and right. and uh, Everett I think was the artist who came up with him. Yeah. Um, but I think Daredevil is a character that others, in particular Frank Miller, made better. Um. Yeah. So number thirteen, yes, Scarlet Witch.
2: Kind of an interesting character, but I don't yeah. think I, – I think it feels about right to me, too. Like, I wouldn't put yeah. her higher given the – Yeah. The, I
0: don't know that I would even really think of her as, like, a Lee – like, as one of their well, great again, iconic characters.
2: She's like Jean Grey yeah. or Daredevil, somebody who, you know, Netflix or the movies or yeah. other creative people make more important.
0: Yeah. At number 12. Yes. The Inhumans. The what? The Inhumans. I have
2: to say, I was never an Inhumans fan. No, no, So I would definitely have them towards the bottom of the list. Yeah, Is I mean, like as a group... Uh, sort of like the X-Men.
0: Yeah, well, they were basically an alien race created by the Kree that were hidden away on Earth. I mean, they work really good as guest stars. Yeah. When you try to make them anything more than that, like Marvel has in recent years...
2: See, the recent Inhumans
0: series, yeah, I, couldn't uh, even, I couldn't even finish that they, thing. They, they, I finished it, but it was off. But they, yeah. they kind of suck. Yeah. Like, they're good for, like, one-off stories every once in a while, but they're not they're not. Sustained. Black Bolt
2: seems interesting until you hang out with Black Bolt too long and then exactly. you're yeah. not as interesting as I thought he was going to yeah, be. Exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Karnak, Gorgon, all... Like, Crystal's the only one that, that seems to have a life outside of. Yeah. Uh, so Lockjaw at made one list I looked at, which, did, which I thought was oh, really Lockjaw? weird. Oh, Lockjaw? Yeah. I thought you said odd job. I was no. like, what? Lockjaw. <laughs> uh, number 11,
2: Nick Fury. Yeah. I I I'd, I'd have him towards the bottom, too. Like, yeah. I don't have a real... Complaint with that, yeah. Never uh, my favorite. The shield never really, yeah. It never really. takes Shield off. is not my favorite of what he and Kirby. Yeah, and even in the movie
1: shield's not that yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. At number ten, Black Panther
1: hmm.
2: probably deserves to be higher in terms of its historical significance. Yeah, as will soon be re- revealed in a book called All New, All
0: Different, mm-hmm. coming out next year. Yes. So I would, I would put <laughs> him higher. I don't. Yeah. Again, I think it's well, has, he's it, another character that's really done more post. Right, But his introduction, but his introduction is really matters, really important. Yeah. and that's why I think
2: I'd bump him up the list, but probably not put him in the top top
0: tier. Yeah. Now we probably don't even need to discuss this one because it's a gimme. Number yeah. nine is Hawkeye. Way too high. That's way too low. Way too high. It's a ripoff of Green Arrow. No, it's not. It's yeah, an there's... improvement on Green Arrow. It's a rip-off of Green it's Arrow. It's an improvement. Either way, it's not an It's a perfect good. distillation of what's good about Green Arrow with all of the I mean, what do Green Arrow you say Hawkeye's blacks. greatness really comes later? No, he's great from the get-go. I, mean, I assume it's going to come at some point. Green Arrow, it's, just has a
1: motif. You know? he's like, wow, to right me, kind of.
2: Hawkeye is great from the get-go. No, Hawkeye peaks when he's on house arrest and doing nothing <laughs> while, while
0: the, the, the world's <laughs> very existence is threatened. You don't know that he's not doing anything. I'm pretty sure he's probably refurbishing a room or something. He's probably uh, mourning barn. the loss of his wife and/or kids. Yeah. So, oh, he totally with is, Thanos, and that's why you he's going to go totally dark, and he's going to be one that kills Thanos in the next yeah. movie. Like, you think honey, so, honey? you? Yeah. I've got two words for you. Yeah. Infinity Arrow. <laughs>
2: yeah. You and I are never going to agree on Hawkeye. Number nine is way too high for okay. that guy.
0: Uh, number eight is Doctor Although Strange. The purple skirt was a really nice tunic. addition. <laughs> I like the fact that he, <laughs> tunic. that he fights in a skirt. It's a tunic. Doctor Strange at number eight.
2: Um, about right. I could see why it might go a little bit higher in terms of like the psychedelia that yeah. it sort of introduced to comics. Yeah, but that feels more like a Starenko thing, right? Like you mean wasn't it Didco. Anything...
0: Didco? drew Doctor Strange.
2: No, but didn't Starenko then take him over?
0: I don't think so. It was always Dirtkill. Steranko yeah. was on Nick Fury. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, yeah. Like, yeah, the, the, the classic Psychedelia Doctor Strange, that was a lot of, of Ditko. Okay. So, if uh,
2: to me, that could go a little bit higher. I would,
0: say I would probably, just because Doctor Strange but is I very unique, love, I'd go a little bit higher.
2: I don't love Doctor Strange. Yeah. But, but again, for the, in terms of the creativity and doing something mm-hmm. different, it probably goes higher. Yeah. We um, should sure about how we're rating these, probably. Yeah.
0: Number seven. Yeah. Ant-Man. Way too high. Yeah, this is the one that that kind of, it's like, okay, this is obviously based on movies.
2: Yeah. Now, there may be an Ant-Man fan that occasionally listens to this podcast. I don't know. I mean no offense, but there's no way Ant-Man
0: is number seven on that list. particularly, I mean, Ant-Man was not great under Lee. Right. And I'm not sure we can really say that there's been sort of like the Renaissance Ant-Man, like with the Dark Phoenix saga of Jean Grey. Right. And things like that. No. Like that doesn't really work. No.
2: And which Ant-Man are you talking about?
0: Yeah. Well, because he didn't create Scott Lang, which right. is the movie version. Right. Uh, he, he created Pym. So. Yeah, Pym's got a
2: lot of problems. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think the real debate is, like, at the bottom, Ant-Man and Hawkeye. No. Yeah. Like, the really short guy or the guy with no powers but a skirt and an arrow?
0: But the dude has no powers except getting tiny. That's yeah. a power, though. It's not a power. Getting tiny. He, yeah, he can dang. run inside
2: computers and it's unplug things and whatnot. It's not a power. It is a power. It is it's, a power. It's, it's, it's
0: something that's done to him. He takes, like, some, like, it's drug... A- Actually, it's a pill in the original comics. He's a pill popper. Well, he's a drug addict.
2: That's not good. Yeah, but I, I'm not sure it makes him worse than
0: Hawkeye. No, Hawkeye stays clean.
2: Does he? As as your way, I he mean, could... except
0: for when he takes on the Goliath identity and and uses the pill to be giant size. But <laughs> yeah. thank you very much. Let's move on to number six. You can yeah. juice, and you don't know. Uh, number really... six is Black Widow. Which again is not one that I really think of as a. No, that's that's presentism again. Yeah. Um,
2: although introducing a female character, mm-hmm. like for the, the same argument you could make for Black Panther, like yeah. bringing a kind of diversity, like because Black Widow is a pioneer. Yeah. In that way, I suppose so. Probably a little high, but not it shouldn't be at the bottom of the list.
0: Yeah. Uh Hulk at number five. Yeah, she feels I, about right to me. It
2: certainly, like if you look at comic scholarship and and geekdom, yeah, the Hulk would certainly be there. Yeah. Uh, Number four is Thor. I'd put Hulk in front of Thor, but I guess Thor's fine. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Number three is Iron Man.
2: Yeah, because now we're just running through the classics, right? Right. So Cap uh, is number one. So number two is Cap would be number one.
0: No, Cap's not on the list.
1: What?
2: Huh? Oh no, he wouldn't be on the list because Stanley didn't create it. No, I was going to point that Fair out. Point. Giving you a second. You, got, there you to... got me thinking about movies. Yeah. Um. Did I say Iron Man at number three? I yeah. saw Cap on some lists though, which was. Disappointing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, number two would be. Was
1: Stanley ever involved with Captain America? Quicksilver?
2: No. Spider Man.
0: Number two well, is Spider Man's got to be number one. Number two is the X Men.
2: Oh, the X Men, which I would argue <laughs> is
0: too high because understand they were kind of lame.
2: Here's I mean, the their thing: their title got like, canceled. How are you rating them? Like, if if he created them, if you think about what they did for comics in the '70s mm-hmm. and the '80s. You could make the argument, like they—it is the dominant franchise.
0: It is, but that's all time. post-Stan Ag- Lee.
2: Agreed. But if you're talking about what Stan Lee did with them, yeah, too he, high. He hadn't yeah, read like I, like yeah. X-Men.
0: You know, again, they're they they're not a group that I kind of think of as representing Stan Lee's like best work. Agreed. Um, that's fair. So Spider Man's number one? Yeah, so Spider Man's number one, which I which I would be I I'd put him number one. I think Spider Man I think
2: Fantastic Four would probably be next. Yeah, And I would interpret well, and
0: I think part of it what what and for characters like Spider Man yeah. for Fantastic Four, I think was the other one. Um is when you think about kind of like the classic versions of those characters, yeah. they were basically that from the get go with Stan. Right. working with Ditko. Like, particularly in terms of, like, yeah. the voice of the character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I think about, I, you know, I, the one that's not on, and this was the list of superheroes. That's certainly a fair way to think about it. Yeah, because I think in terms of, of, like, this is the list of, of iconic Stanley superheroes. Yeah. Which I would, you know, Spider-Man, I would be there, but I would also think someone like Doctor Doom, who was pretty much as Doctor Doom was... Right. ...from his debut, and, right. and a lot of what's in the FF, Ben Grimm of the thing. Right. Um... Was, you know, I, think kind of,
2: a, I think that's a really fair argument to make. That, I think, that feels like, like a character that still carries. Yeah. Iron Man, right,
0: in some ways continues to carry. But Iron Man, a lot of those heroes like Iron Man, yeah. they, they, like Iron Man particularly strikes me as a bit generic in terms of huh? Um, voice. He reminds me, a lot, particularly early Iron Man, reminds me a lot of like just your typical kind of DC hero. Whereas like the Fantastic Four yeah. were really unique and individual, um, in terms of their characters. Yeah, although I think Iron Man—that's one of the reasons why I put Doctor Strange a little bit higher in but, terms of his. Right, but voice.
2: Iron Man can be read as an attempt by Stanley, and maybe he's just not as good at writing that kind of character to yeah. bring a different kind of character into yeah the Marvel universe, right? Yeah.
0: So what about Magneto?
2: Yeah, that was one that I saw on a
0: couple of lists, and I don't know because so I, that
2: falls prey to your argument that Magneto becomes. Maybe the richest villain,
0: but it's all afterward. Like but it's all like after. Magneto under Lee is a generic bad guy. Yeah, um, like a lot of what people like about Magneto that comes much much later with so Claremont. You feel? How do you and, feel about Doctor Doom then? Oh, Doctor Doom, I, I see. You as, feel more? I feel like that that the the, the 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 essence of Doctor Doom is there. Okay, how about Galactus? Yeah, I mean, Galactus is is up there. As, as something, Silver Surfer. Yeah, um, Silver Surfer. That these are ones that, particularly in terms of their voice, because I think that's what yeah. Um, we can sort of give Lee credit for. Because for, as much as Kirby may have done plotting, it doesn't yeah. seem like he really played a large role in the scripting.
2: Well, I've seen where he said, you know, like the only work Stan did was fill in the bubbles. Yeah. But that would be the scripting.
0: But that would be the scripting right? and that would yeah. be their voice. And I think that the, yeah. ca- the characters for me that stand out the most as kind of Stan Lee creations or yeah. iconic Stanley characters—the ones where the voice he gave them is in some ways the voice they still have—and I think right. that's Spider-Man, that's Ben Grimm, that's Doom. It'll be the Human Torch too. That's largely right? the Fantastic you know, the Four. The Fantastic in general. Four, um, uh, not
2: the Avengers, so much though.
0: No, not the Avengers. None of them. No, well, because they're all they're all borrowed from, yeah, elsewhere, right.
2: Right, but, I mean, he was writing some of the Elsewhere stuff, too.
0: He was, but, I, again, I don't really see them as having a, a great uniqueness. I would argue, but you are clearly the Avengers At expert, least until around issue not, 16 when a certain character way. with a very distinct voice joins, which would be Hawkeye. Ant-Man? No. Ant-Man was there from the beginning.
1: Don't you know your Avengers You just couldn't history? see him because he was so small.
0: No, it was Ant-Man, Wasp, Thor, <laughs> and Iron Man, and the Hulk were Kill the original 5, Avengers. Them. And then Cap came in number four. It was a huge mistake, right, to have two small people? Well, well. number one, Wasp was not really considered an official member of the team originally. Well, she was, she was like, a woman. So. She was there as Ant-Man's yeah. girlfriend, so it was not really. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Well, she's, of her status on the team is a bit nebulous early on. Yeah. It gets, it gets, she gets more cemented as a member later on, but yeah. in early issues, she, she is in a somewhat quasi-unofficial status. So I'm looking at some other lists real quick for names you didn't mention mm-hmm.
2: just to talk about.
0: WhatCulture.com?
1: Mm-hmm. Had
2: J. Jonah Jameson.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good
0: one. Yeah,
2: because that feels it? it feels like a very Stanley.
0: Yeah, again, that's a character, character whose voice was pretty much there. Wait, from the Wait, Rich
1: disagrees. I, I guess as the question of is he that good of a character?
0: I, I, his character is everybody, iconic. I, would say. I say everybody knows. Everybody him, knows right? Jonah Jameson so? and his voice and and Spider Man's a menace. I mean, he's, he's a bit of a caricature, but he's an enduring caricature. Mm.
2: And Stan was great at caricature. Yeah okay, so um, the beast mm, is that a weird one
0: yeah, again, a, a beast develop- i mean beast does develop a voice later on, yes, particularly when he becomes blue and furry and joins the Avengers and sort of becomes the com- the comic relief guy, yeah, but that's all well after Stanley, I think that's mostly Englehart, actually Englehart, that guy, how about Loki eh, you're gonna say the same thing about all these characters, aren't you no, I'm not I'm just I'm just
2: yeah. Yeah. Loki gets way more play now because well, of Hiddleston. Because of Hiddleston, movies, yeah. You know, like, and I, yeah. So, the Newsorama list, I think we've hit everybody on that list. Um, Wait, well, that's about it. Somebody, geek.com added Black Bolt. You wouldn't
0: put Black Bolt well, on Well, no, because he has no vo- He can't talk, so he has no voice. How about the about <laughs> The technicalities. The watcher? <laughs> oh, yeah, the watchers are, but I mean, they're, they're more, that's one that, the Watchers as a concept are great. Are they? I like The Watchers, but it's hard for me to think about, like, how much of that is Lee and how much of that is Kirby. Yeah. Because The Watchers could be a lot of Kirby.
2: Well, it, it, it certainly has his orientation. Yeah, and they don't, I scope. mean,
0: the voice is not, yeah. So it, it, that one's that's hard for me to separate out um, yeah. Kirby. Galactus is, is in there as well, somewhat. Uh, Mary Jane Watson? Well, Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's important to note that I think the ones we're seeing are the ones that are in the series, like Spider Man and FF. Yeah, that have kind of of uh, right. So the Avengers was kind of just the weak tea of the early sixties. No, Avengers was the weak tea for a long time. Yeah, like I mean, again, when the Marvel Cinematic Universe thought or started, everyone's like, "Oh, they've got to work with the Avengers. Oh, they're screwed." Yeah, right. So, and thus began the decline of X Men
2: and the ascendance of the Avengers. Pretty much, yeah. Interesting. All right, so we got ten minutes. Yeah. Fair, Fair. Or foul. Sure. How how about this headline from the Washington Post? Okay. Stan Lee's greatest creation was Stan Lee.
1: In some ways, fair. Especially with the movies, you know, I think that helped that idea a lot. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Like, the movies, I think, are are an important part of that. Yeah, I mean, Do you want to expound on that at all? Yeah. In terms (laughs) of— No, it's good.
0: (laughs) Yes. Fair. Yeah. No, I think, well, I mean, in a lot of ways, I mean, in some ways, the most iconic uh, creation of Stan Lee is, in some ways, Stan Lee. Yeah yeah again, like he had a genius for self promotion yeah he did that that should not be underestimated and and you know a shrewdness in terms of his ability to tie himself so intimately to Marvel right in that he became sort of the face of it and the poacher and and the yeah. way in which that he sort of cultivated um fandom. From um, the beginning, right? Getting, like, like, visiting like that.
2: colleges in the local area when the yeah, like came he was very, talk about
0: very it. smart and shrewd in yeah, that. absolutely, yep. Um, and so, yeah, like wh- whether he, whether it was calculated or whether it's sort of just his natural kind of disposition, or both towards that. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, he he brilliantly kind of created himself. Yeah, um, his public self in in lots of ways, like
2: mm-hmm. you said at the beginning, kind of. Very humanly both good and bad yeah. sometimes. The post goes on to write real quickly. He gave us a new way of looking at comics mm-hmm. at pop culture and maybe at the world more
0: generally. What do you think about that? Oh, well, I, I, I think so. I mean, one of the things that, that in – in after his passing that a lot of people brought up were a couple of his soapbox pieces. Yeah. Um, the one on race um, yep. and then the one on peace. Yeah. Where he kind of used his soapbox to kind of talk about social issues. Right. Um and and as as we talk about in in all new all different coming out next year um, University of Texas Price. the kind of the 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 way in which that, looking, that both in like the I soapbox and in the comics at times he would give very earnest sermons yes on race one thinks of the hate monger yeah showing up in Fantastic Four yeah and, but also the the Trask storyline in right. X Men right but um, but the hate monger was obvious like it
2: it's so blatantly obvious yeah. like the message that stanley is preaching there I, to me i think it's um important to note that stanley understood that comics weren't just kids things mm-hmm. and that comics like the pop culture all around us reflect the world yeah. that we live in
0: yeah well and it's a good thing because you know we really wouldn't need a a issue like the debut of the hate monger to sort of make the point that nazis are bad today
2: Right, no, yeah, not, not at all. That, yeah,
0: we've clearly learned that lesson. You no, know,
2: to make the point that Americans are easily mobilized to hate immigrants and yeah. people who
0: aren't white. Yeah, no, that would not be something at all relevant today. Yeah, you could almost do the hate monger story, except it wouldn't be Hitler underneath. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a storage so all underneath. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh.
1: nothing but Cheetos. Um, Cheetos.
0: <laughs> so I've got a slightly different response to Stanley's death. Okay. From uh, Bill Maher. Oh, boy. I heard this one, but you should read it anyway. So, quote, the guy who... Yeah, people might be aware. The guy who created Spider-Man and the Hulk has died, and America is in mourning. Deep, deep mourning for a man who inspired millions to, I don't know, watch a movie, I guess. Oh, boy. Now, I have nothing against comic books. I read them now, and then I was a kid. And then when I was a kid. Sorry, I read them now, and then when I was a kid, and I was all out of Hardy Boys. But the assumption everyone had back then, both the adults and episode? the kids, yeah. was that comics were for kids, and when you grew up, you moved on to big boy books without the pictures.
1: Like magazines.
0: Yeah, like Playboy, <laughs> that
2: he's been in a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, I think that's really kind of tone deaf, especially mm-hmm. for a guy that hosts like a, a late night talk show. Like, yeah. Thank you for raising the, ele- you know, elevating the conversation. Yeah. Or that movie he made about religion in America. Which
0: oh, was, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, was, 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 it was, was not re- religious. No, it was re- re- uh, re- religiocracy. Religi- religious Yes. something. Religious. Was something like
1: yeah, that. Yeah, it was ridiculous and ridiculous.
2: It, it was not memorable. No. And it was really like setting up a series of straw men mm-hmm. to make the point that he wanted to make.
0: Which is sort of what I think Bill Maher does. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, I, I, again – Speaking as somebody who's about to co-author a book,
0: yes. Oh, on, he talks about that in the blog post as well on comics about and Professor I, I, studying comics. Yeah, I think he's, he's dead wrong.
2: I think there's there there is a ton to learn about yeah. who we are and, yeah. we, and where we are by looking at the pop culture we create. Yeah, I mean, you could do the same with his show, probably yeah. not in ways that he would appreciate. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think I think that's really tone deaf mm-hmm. and and wrong.
0: Yeah. Well, and frankly. again, and just the idea that that number one writing this like the day after he dies yeah. is just. You know, and number two, the
2: whole—he's just so much smarter than the rest of us, mm-hmm. right? Like any of us who have any interest in this, academic or otherwise.
0: Yeah. Well, are, his ultimate just argument complete is complete moron. Yeah. Well, I don't have it in here, but it, well, his, his closing point is that you know it's not surprising then um, that a, you know a world of adults who read comics would elect someone like Trump. That's sort of his closing point on the blog, is that, you know, yeah. the Trump presidency is clearly a result of people who still read comics. I'd like to I'd like to know what the argument behind that is. Uh people who elected Trump are stupid. Are people stupid. who read comics are stupid. stupid, so they're the same thing. Got it.
2: All right. Um Makes sense to I me. think and that's wrong I mean books. comics can kind of push one to sort of a vigilantism mm. or you know like an extra legal set of solutions to yeah. problems like there's there's maybe an argument to be made there he's not making it no um and it I'd, so i would have to i'd have to mark that as foul yeah i, I don't think that's that's a fair kind of comment to make yeah,
0: no. yeah so
2: um, let me see I've got another one for you Oh, good how are we doing F- from vulture we've got like a couple of minutes okay, good we um, will probably want to start our closing soon. Yes. His, <laughs> his legacy – maybe we can end on this one. His legacy will have asterisks, mm-hmm. yes, but he gave more than he took. He was an American original, boldly facing the future when others would have slunk into more um, rum- mere ruminations about the past. I may not always have been right, he wrote in Excelsior, but I never argued with my own decisions. There will always be more to discuss about Stan Lee, but
0: for now let us
2: say – Enough said.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think there was a moment in that where it perhaps went a little bit too far in the lionizing of Stanley, But the idea um, that he gave more than he took was an yeah, interesting I one mean, to I, me. I,
2: what was that? It, interesting idea to it me. It
0: is. I mean, I, I have sort of, I mean, it's hard for me to sort of of equate and and sort of balance out, you know, his role in creating uh to whatever extent it was in yeah. creating the marvel universe versus um you know and kind of thinking about the way some of his actions may have detracted from his fellow creators right you know literally or or figuratively it's hard for me to to kind of balance those scales i don't right. i don't think those are something i don't think that he created the marvel universe necessarily wipes away the slate of how unintentionally That's, or yeah. intentionally he may have at some point denigrated the contributions of Kirby and Ditko. And
2: what what's interesting about Lee, I think, is that he's the one creator that sort of gets on the other side of the business. Mm-hmm. When you think about the early creators, Siegel yeah. and Schuster generally get screwed. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, by, the general pattern of comics creators business, early on right. is getting screwed. Right.
2: It's it's all, you know, piecework. It's all owned mm-hmm. in total by the company and that yeah. by... And Kevlar and Clay does a great job of sort of like yeah. Humanizing that, like what it means mm-hmm. to to somebody who creates and has it ripped away yeah. from them. Stan Lee, I think you know, might get even a, a little more upset from the people who got left behind mm-hmm. because he somehow managed yeah. to
0: to to cross that divide. Well, and, to become and, a company man, and and by you know at least in part marrying into the company. Yeah, that 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 yeah. So I, I have a hard time like just kind of equating those. I, I don't think you can say one. Yeah. Balances out the other I think you have to say That they, they're they both there And it's okay That he gave to comics And yeah. he took
2: It's okay to say that About Stanley Yeah Because he's human And who's But whose work transformed mm-hmm. Really In many ways The world in which we live
0: Yeah Now particularly In the last What Ten years Thinking about The the, the yeah. Marvel Sort of universe and, and Right In some ways That's the nice thing Is that he did live Long enough To kind of see the The characters He helped create Right Become maybe even more sort of a part of the national conscient conscious yeah than he even could have imagined. No, I agree.
2: I agree. Back Then
0: way back when he lamented that Bob Kane had
2: passed away yeah because Bob Kane had always given him a hard time that Batman had made it on the big screen mm-hmm. is 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 like a yeah. blockbuster and Marvel never had yeah and so it is nice that he had a yeah. chance. To I do mean, when that. you think
0: about, I mean, because yeah, prior to the MCU, I would really say probably the only Marvel character. That's on that level of Batman, Superman is Spider Man. Yeah, the, agreed. Like, that everybody knows, right? And now there's a there's and now there's there's
2: <laughs> more than you can name. Well, you could name. I them. could name them. Yeah. Do you
0: want me to name them? Nobody wants to name them. I'm yeah. not sure that's the best. See, and they, I thought you were going somewhere else and that. There's more than you could name, and thus we should get rid of ones like Hawkeye. I could do that. Yeah, agreed. But, yes. All right, yeah. there we go. He's gone. But Hawkeye's awesome.
2: No, oh, he's number nine on CBR's list. But he's not number nine on even more mashed
0: ups list. No, because he's number one last. He's number one last. <laughs> he's number last. one last. Do we want to bring this number up with the Magic Ball? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, well, let's not ask the Magic Eight Ball that question. Do you want Oh no. no, I don't know if I, I can do that. Like I, I have
2: to go the rest it. of my lifetime. Yeah, yeah, let yeah, not denigrating Hawkeye. Yeah, let's not do it's, the it's Russian. Like the let's not like, do the Russian. I can Russian admit roulette. I'm the Stan Lee of this podcast, but yeah. I can't
0: admit. <laughs> yeah, let's not. Let's
2: not. That's that's too. I, I will not accept. That's too much. mutually assured yeah. Yeah. destruction. Like, the stakes yeah. are too high. Yes, there comes a point when we we have to just glance away. There are questions we don't want
0: answered. Yeah.
2: I do want it answered, but only the right way. Yeah, exactly.
0: Because yeah. if it was really, the right way... And I'm not willing to take the risk of the wrong oh, way. Oh, let's that be honest. That would end if,
1: the podcast.
0: If the eight ball went against Hawkeye, you would... It would be the end of the eight ball. No, you would
2: throw a <laughs> huge temper tantrum. It would be the end of the eight ball. You would smash Rich's phone. Yes. Oh. And then you would say that the pact that we had created to always obey the eight mm-hmm. ball... Was null and void. Exactly. Like
0: my And you would to null do something very thing, similar. So. Yes. You might not break his phone, but you would do something very similar if it said Hawkeye was awesome. Wait, so how did that used to work? When Rich could. When Rich agreed with one of us, we were automatically wrong.